Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm so excited today to celebrate with you, Mark Lawrenson. Mark Lawrenson is not only the principal teacher and creator of the very prestigious Sydney School of Astrology, but he is truly one of the most celebrated Australian, Australian? Australian astrologers around the world. Look at me. I'm getting an Australian accent here, <laughs> listening to Mark. But I'm so excited to celebrate Mark with you. Now, Mark, you've seen on my channel a couple of times already, but the real privilege is, is that he is going to be teaching at Synchronicity University September Speaker Series 2021. And his class is going to be on sacred hurdles. And right now, until the end of August, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class to hear Mark and other incredible speakers at the Synchronicity University September Speaker Series. Mark, thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you, Nadia. And uh, this is so exciting for me. It really is. Um, not only to present, but also to meet you and to be exposed to your fans. It's such an exciting moment, such an exciting time. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Mark. I know you give so much love. You have given so much love for a while now, and I appreciate that. I know on Facebook sometimes I've asked some questions and you always give such brilliant uh, astrological insights to any astrology related uh, conversations that I get started. And so having you on my channel has been such a privilege. And I had you in my mind for a while. I was like, I got to get Mark to teach at Synchronicity <laughs> University. So I'm really, really happy you are now. And so you're going to be teaching on sacred hurdles. I love yeah. that title. What is the class going to be about? Well, sacred hurdles. Um, a sacred hurdle is uh, a term that I used in class when I was explaining uh, the gifts behind a hard aspect, you know, a, a, a square or an opposition or a quincunx. Um, so many people were still getting kind of caught up in uh, hard aspects being bad, you know, like being like a thorn in our sides. And I just, I wanted to actually get a message across that the, the understanding of a hard aspect um, is one of those things um, that we choose in this lifetime um, to be challenged by for our highest good, you know, for our growth. Um, when, you, when you look at the chart, the chart is like the blueprint of our purpose. It's our reason for being here. And it wants the best for us. Everything about the chart is trying to um, align with the highest version of ourselves possible. And so everything in the chart has to support that, everything. So even the so-called hard aspects are coming into alignment with what we need to, to do and um, basically how we need to be challenged to actually grow and evolve and progress and to become the best, best we can possibly be and live lives, a fulfilling and satisfying life. And so the sacred hurdles was the fact that these hard aspects aren't bad. They're actually, they're actually holy. They're actually gifts from the heavens, so to speak, for us to be able to, to jump and get to the other side of them and feel in a way that we've, you know, we've grown, we've transformed, we've actually transcended something, of an issue or a problem that we might have had since childhood or early adulthood. Um, and then we get to a stage in our lives where we think, oh, my God, I'm past that. I'm over that now. You know, that was a major, major part of my life. That was a sticking point. And for some reason, you know, I've just gone through many experiences, 
particular experiences with the planets in those aspects. Um, and now I've got a hold of it. Now I feel like, you know, I'm in charge of it. Now I feel like I'm on the other side of the problem and I feel like life is starting to work out for me. So um, the, whole, the whole talk is going to be based on how we can uh, rethink our, our uh, hard aspects and to be actually able to look on them um, as angels, as basically as angels that are trying to um, get on side with us. They're trying to support us. They're trying to help us. And this is the only way that we're going to learn. So that's basically what it's going to be about. And will your talk focus on natal aspects or will it focus on transits or both? I'm going to be looking mainly at the natal chart. I think the natal chart, because it is, you know, our our cosmic fingerprints. I'm going to be looking at natal charts mostly. Um, if people want to ask questions um, with the forecasting side, transits and stuff like that, I'll open up to all that as well, for sure. But it's going to be mainly focused on the natal chart. Yeah. Well, I love that because a couple of things came to mind. One is I like to say squares get things done. That's something yes. I like to say, squares get things done. Like I know <laughs> I've got this exact square of sun and Uranus in my chart. And I know uh, there have been times when I've cursed it, but goodness, has it gotten a lot done for me <laughs> or have yeah. I not oh, utilized totally. it? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Because Nadia, you've become, you've become so famous by, by just being you, just being 100% you. You know what I mean? You're true. You're authentic. You don't copy anybody else. You know what I mean? You're Nadia through and through 100%. Um, and that's what's made you so so precious. You know, that's what has made you so popular and made you so good at what you do. And that's the sun, that's the sun Uranus square. That's always, that's always pushing you towards that, that kind of uh, sense of authenticity and realness. And I don't care what people think about me in the end. You know what I mean? Um, being free and being and free unto myself is more important than popularity. And the interesting thing is the, the closer you get to your real self, the more popular you're going to be. That's the way it works out. You know what I mean? And so you can see how your son Uranus has worked for you. It's worked for you beautifully, really well. Thank you for that interpretation. I feel very blessed that I got a little mini reading there. But, as, <laughs> but I feel, I, actually, you're making me see that square differently now. It's like, yeah, okay, just my job is to be more and more authentically me. And yeah. I think now that I reflect back, you're so right. Like anytime I've really just honored my truth, good things yeah. have happened. Even when it yeah. was going against the grain, even if it was changing everything. Uh, one example that I use, I, I'll tell you this between you and me, although even though this is going to go on YouTube, um, like in it was at the beginning of the year that I had... Um, Uranus opposite Uranus square sun like it was like exact and wow. so that was the end of my seven-year relationship and I wow. remember just the other day I was saying and I was thinking if I had known how good my life would be just seven eight months after the end of my relationship I might have left a whole lot sooner than I actually did <laughs> I mean this is really, really good. And I feel like it really is Uranus and Saturn, of course, right now as well. But it, it's all of that coming together. And I think a lot of people fear these hard aspects in our natal chart, certainly, mm. because I know how when I was young, I was so impulsive. I was so rebellious. 
And yet, good things happen on the other side. For sure, for sure. And the whole thing with, you know, the Uranus-Uranus opposition squaring your sun that you were having, we're always very caught up in how we come across to other people. You know, we always want validation. We always want love. We always want approval. And usually when we're in relationships, you know, it's all about that kind of stuff. You know, we don't want our partners to turn away from us. We don't want our partners to um, to sever their their love from us, you know. And so we're, we're always trying to be what they want want us to be you know we're, we're kind of twisting ourselves into shapes and sizes hopefully hoping it's going to please them and so you know our relationship works and we keep them and all that kind of stuff and it gets to a stage where it goes I don't want to do this anymore you know what I mean I don't want to I don't want to pretend I'm somebody else just to try and keep somebody you know, my, my need to be real, my need to be me, my need to be free is much more important than trying to keep this relationship alive. And then you have a transit like Uranus, Uranus, especially uh, squaring sun, which is going, Nadia, you've got you've to spread your wings. You know what I mean? You've got to actually really start to come into your own. And anything that's stopping you from doing that kind of has to go. You know what I mean? You have, mm -hmm. to, you have to come out of that cage. You have to get out of the straitjacket. Um, and being outside of the relationship for you has, has that feeling now of total freedom. I can actually be me now. I can do what I want. I can actually say what I want. You know what I mean? I can live, I can live unto myself. I don't have this other person to worry about. You know, I don't have to be something for this other person. I don't have to be, you know, the, uh, uh, an inauthentic person just so this other person will love me or, or so, to, so this other person will, will stay around in my life. It's not worth it. It's not worth it in the end. And so on the other side of that, as you said, was, was a completely a completely new Nadia. It's like a, an extreme makeover, you know? <laughs> totally. You just nailed it. You've just en encapsulated and perfectly put into words so much of what I've been feeling. And I think that's when astrology really is at its very best, when it speaks truth to yeah. the experience of the person that you may be looking at. And so just me telling you that little bit, I mean, led to this exposition that just, I feel reached the heart of me. And I think this is how people are seeing why you are one of the top astrologers in your country um, and just how great you are as an astrologer. And so you're gonna be looking at outer planet uh, heart aspects or um, can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm going to mainly be looking at like hard aspects to the luminaries and the inner planets because I always think they're the strongest. Um, you know, outer planets to outer planets are still going to be strong, of course, they're still going to play out. But I think something like, um, you know, Saturn square moon or Pluto opposite Venus, you know, those kind of aspects where the personal planets or the luminaries get involved. They're the ones that hit us. They're the ones that hit us big time, you know, in our lives. Um, and for, for a lot of us, it takes quite a while, quite a while to work through them. And we do have to go through experiences. We do have to go through our situations or circumstances or relationships or jobs or whatever that's going to keep on bringing this stuff up for us until one day, you know, hopefully one day it gets to the stage where it's enough, enough's enough. You know, I've got to do something about this. And as you said, which I love too, the hard aspects make you do something because they do. They're on your case, you know, hard aspects are on your case. They're with you all the time and they're edging towards what you have to learn all the time. And so 
on the other side of that, as I said, is a completely new person and a completely changed person and a different person closer to who they're really supposed to be. But I'm going to be talking more about, um, I'm going to bring up charts of clients. I'm going to bring up charts of people I know. So you can actually see in their, see their lives in action, their charts in action. I'm going to be bringing up their stories around it. So you can actually see it for real. And you can actually see how they experienced it, what they went through with it, and who they become became after it as well. So it'll be like a complete, complete package, a complete understanding. Um, I find, you know, because I do a lot of client work, I'm doing readings all the time. Um, I find that the hard aspects, when we talk about the hard aspects in their charts, just in the reading themselves, you can see these huge breakthroughs, these huge penny-dropping moments. It's almost like you know, it's like somebody like just translating what's going on in their chart. It feels like something from the heavens is speaking to them. And uh, and all of a sudden, something that, you know, as I said, was a major, a major, some people have lots of um, trauma that they bring in with their heart aspects as well. Lots of pain, particularly from childhood and particularly from early, early adulthood. And you can see the alleviation, you can see the alleviation of the pain and the wounding that goes with the hard aspects in the actual reading itself. So it's amazing. It's truly amazing. I love astrology so much because of that. You know what I mean? It's the most incredible healing tool. Um, and if I always say to my, to my students, if, if the whole world, you know, had, a chart, had their charts out and understood themselves by their charts, this would be such a different place. The world would be such a different place. Uh, you know, a, a whole different world to live in, wouldn't it? If everyone knew exactly where everything was coming from. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think it is you as well. I mean, you're the one who's bringing, as I like to say, you can't have astrology without the astrologer. Yeah. You're bringing a lot of love to that chart, Mark. I mean, it it, it really does show um, not only in terms of your expertise, you've built this, you know, wonderful legacy that you're continuing to unfold with your practice of astrology. That's the love that shows in what you do, but you actually are bringing love to it. And so wow. that is an important part of the equation as well, right? Because I think astrology can be whatever you want it to be. Like, that's the thing. I mean, of course, there is like a system and interpretations and things. But if you are a loving person, you are going to guide people towards greater love with your astrology, uh, greater self-awareness. If you care about being more conscious, you're going to help people and guide people in that way. But not everybody sees and uses astrology that way, right? And that's okay, too. It's a very big umbrella. It's a broad umbrella. Yeah. But I love that you bring that loving perspective, which is why, yes, if everybody on the planet got a reading from you or someone who practiced astrology like you, it could be a much more loving and wonderful and peaceful place. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nadia, for saying that. It makes me all warm and, and fuzzy inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's just compliment each other and say wonderful yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you too, you know. Yeah. yeah. It, be it became very, very clear to me that that's how I had to read. You know what I mean? Astrology doesn't mean anything to me unless it's coming from that place. It really has to come from a place of love and care. Um, it has to come from a place of helping people and healing people. Um, and it's not about you in the end. You know what I mean? I remember when I first started many, many, many years ago, I was really caught up in, oh, I hope they like me and I hope I'm saying the right thing and I hope they go away and say good things about me and all that kind of stuff. I was very me oriented uh, when I was much younger. Um, and then I just got it 
just got the universe, the voices come to me and just say, Mark, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. It's about them. It's about what you can do for them. It's how you can help them. It's how you can change them, how you can make their lives better. And when I got that, when I got that, it's not about me, it's about them. Then, you know, everything, everything changed totally. Not only for me, but also my readings. My readings became, you know, so much more profound and people getting so much more from me and knowing that. And I know you do that too. I can see that. I can see that you do that too. You know, when I watch you, it's all about the people. It's all about the people. I get that from you. Yeah, I'll tell you something. Honestly, that's actually what I love most about what I do is that it's not about me. <laughs> on the <Yes>. one hand, <laughs> on the one hand, I can just put whatever I might be feeling or grow, going through on the side and focus on others. And then I see whatever I'm going through or whatever my learning is differently as a result of what I shared in a video, for example. But also, I mean, Look, I do have a cancer rising. I do have Saturn in the first house. So yeah, there's that part of me that also feels safer by not having it be about me. But I'm learning yeah. to change that this year. Like that's part of my growth, talking about sacred hurdles. Part of my growth is to just let people see other things in me that are also true and also honest. Um, and know that it's okay, know that I'm accepted, know that I can yeah. talk about a breakup and that I'm still accepted and loved. Um, yeah. These types of things I think is part of my learning right now. And it's great to be able to have the safe space that the astrology community or my audience, and I'm sure you feel this way as well with your audience and your students, it is like a safe space where we're able to bring forward this learning and, and know that we're going to be okay, that in some way it's exactly. going to benefit other people as well. Exactly. And everyone supports everybody else. Everyone's on each other's side. Everyone loves each other and wants the best for each other. You know what I mean? It's such a beautiful, it's a, such a beautiful environment when you're amongst, you know, people who are, who are all there for the right reasons. And um, my school, you know, carries that energy and I know yours does as well. And uh, I know with your fan base you know all your fans get that from you for sure for sure so you know when it comes from that place it just it just permeates out and everyone everyone benefits from it and then everyone just becomes it everyone becomes it yeah becomes it that's very powerful but I am very curious because I always wanted to ask you like how did you start the Sydney School of Astrology? I mean, I know it has this worldwide reputation as a wonderful place to learn, but how did that get started for you? It started actually very humbly, um, and it wasn't meant to become a school. It really wasn't. Um, I started very, very small in, um, in my lounge room. Uh, there was a friend of mine who was actually teaching in one of the larger institutions and they had astrology classes for beginners. Um, and then there was, um, they would stop after beginners and there was a whole bunch of students that went, what do we do now? Where do we go now? We want to learn more. And so my friend asked me, do you want to take a few of them and just, you know, take them privately and see how it goes? And I said, well, okay, I'll give it a bill. So they would come over to my house and I would teach in my lounge room. So I had about three or four or five, people in my lounge room that I used to teach. And then all of a sudden word got out. And then there was eight people, then there was 10 people, then there was 12 people, then there was 20 people. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, I'm starting to get all these people coming you know, for astrology classes. And so we had to formulate it. We had to actually start putting it 
getting it into a, like a curriculum. We had to actually start to find a way of turning it into something that had a little bit more structure. You know what I mean? And then before we knew it, we were turning it into a school. It became was becoming a school slowly but surely. So we wrote all the we wrote the whole curriculum from start to finish. Big big job, huge job, um, and then put it into terms. So we got four terms, um, and then it kept on growing. It kept on growing until the point where people from outside of because I was in Sydney at the time, outside of Sydney, got to know about it from other parts of Australia and then other parts of the world. I was getting people from Canada. I was getting people from Europe. I was getting asking me about the school and therefore I had to go online. So when it went online, that's when it exploded. It completely exploded. And I've got hundreds of students at the moment <laughs> that I'm trying to keep up with, you know, because now that it's online, everyone, everyone can join. So the actual school itself morphed over time. It didn't, it didn't start out to be, be a school. It just grew itself. And I always say to people that it came from my passion and from my love because the passion and my love of astrology was, was the motivating factor and that was the energy that was carrying it. And then, of course, what I was attracting was, was through that, was coming from that. It was never meant to be a business. It was never meant to be anything more than me just enjoying teaching people. And now it's turned into this major, major thing. And um, it's so exciting for me. It's so, so exciting for me to realize, to, 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 to sort of come to terms with the fact that something like this has happened. And, um, and now I'm in a, in a wonderful, wonderful place, being able to teach so many people with something that I love so much and, and making a living out of it as well, which is fantastic, which is so fantastic, you know, to be able to, I never thought that could happen for me. You know, back in the old days, you know, way back, I used to think, how how do people make money out of astrology? You know, how do they how do they put it into their work and kind of make a living out of it? And um, I had no clue that that could actually happen. And so I, the whole idea of of turning this into a full time business wasn't part of my plan either. And all of a sudden, not only is it a full time business, but you know what I mean? It's turned into my life now. I I live I live astrology, you know, twenty four seven now which is fantastic, which Isn't is the way it? I wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's so rewarding. And as you were talking, I was thinking, when something is right, it doesn't mean that you don't work hard. Of course, you may work hard, you may give it a lot of energy, but there's a certain flow that it has, a way in which it comes together. And it sounds like it was almost like with your school, it had a momentum of its own. It had a flow of its own, even though I'm sure, like you said, you worked hard, you put together all these curriculums and things and you're keeping up with so many students. And yet it comes together in a way that feels right when it is right. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And that's the way it worked out because as I said, it just, it just ended up having you know, a momentum of its own. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to push it. I didn't have to sell it. You know what I mean? I just did the main things. I just put it on the internet like everybody else does. But I didn't have to go over the top with it. You know what I mean? It was just riding off its own steam. And so it was kind of that feeling of, uh, you know, this was supposed to happen in the way it was supposed to happen. Um, I know it was all part of my life story. It's all part of my life path. It's all in my my chart in a in a in a way that, you know, fits in beautifully with what I'm supposed to do. And so I was just, I was just energetically 
there. I was energetically ready for it and right for it. And I, I had to really own the fact that this, this was me. This was, was what I was put on the planet to do, basically. And to just, just allow myself to, to, to swim in it, basically. Just go with the flow. Just go where the current was taking me. And, Isn't that um, so powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful to feel like you've tapped into what it is that you're here to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you feel as I feel that. Um, I mean, I feel I have so much more to do in this lifetime. That's for sure, and that's why I am the most calm person on airplanes that you're ever going to meet. People <laughs> approach me and they say, "How are you so calm?" And I saw you so calm at the turbulence and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I just, I just know, I just feel like there's so much more I still have to do in this lifetime. Yeah. And so I'm going to go along for the ride, even if there's turbulence. I'm going along for the ride, <laughs> literally and symbolically. I am going to love for that ride. And so even though we feel that at the same time, it's really nice to hit that flow, to feel like, yeah, I am very in alignment with what I'm meant to do in this lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, I do want to tell you something because I've been meaning to tell you this, but when I was like in third grade and fourth grade, there was a period of about two years where I was absolutely obsessed with Australia. I have to tell you, oh, really? I was obsessed with Australia. Like now I look back and think I must've been tapping into some past life memories or something, or I don't know, maybe a lot of kids feel this way around the world and maybe they have past life memories or something of Australia. But I remember, and I was like, what, nine years old, 10 years old around there. But every project or essay or anything I had to write or present or make art of, I wanted it to be about Australia. I wanted it to be about <laughs> koala bears. Like it was like such a fascination for me. And so I love now that I'm here and I'm getting to talk to somebody who literally owns the Sydney School of Astrology. Yeah, who's like, yeah. I know, isn't it so powerful? Like is one of the biggest astrologers in Australia. So it just feels like this wonderful moment where I'm like talking to you about sacred hurdles but also I'm remembering like something that my soul must have known at a very very young age as well so it just feels that much more special to be talking to you now but also to know that I'm going to have a chance to learn from you at Synchronicity University so uh, thank you yeah that's wonderful Nadia so all your all your Australia uh, fantasies and dreams have come true. There we go. Well, as true as <laughs> they're going to come in the pandemic. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as true as they're going to come at this moment. But it is on my bucket list to make sure that I do see Australia at some point. I think it'll be a great yeah. experience. Yeah, once this, once this pandemic is over and we've tucked it away, you know, please come down. We could, we'd love to have you down here. You know, I could work out something for you. You know, we could, we could do a workshop together or whatever. We could definitely do something down here for you. So, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Well, yay, Mark. I totally wasn't fishing for an invite. I swear to you, that's, <laughs> that's not what was happening, but thank you so much for that. And yes, I look forward to the day when I'm able to take you up on that. And I'm really glad my school is virtual because it means that pandemic be darned, right? 
I'm going to get yeah. you to teach. Yes. And so it just ends up being a wonderful thing. So again, yeah. everybody out there, synchronicityuniversity.com September speaker series. Mark will be actually the very first teacher on September 1st. If you sign up before the end of August, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. And that's on right now. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Nadia, so much. Thank you. Mark, I appreciate you. And thank you, everybody out there for watching. And until we connect again, take care. Bye. Bye.